Okay, so two minutes ago, uh, the Auckland Mayor has announced a state of emergency for Auckland. Uh, public transport severely affected, motorways closed all over the place, particularly on the on the northern side of the Harbour Bridge. That's closed um, due to flooding. I'm seeing pictures of that. It's horrific. There are queues miles long uh, to get buses that have been uh, severely affected as well. So we will keep you up to date uh, as we get more information. Now, we've just done the forwards with Murray Mix, so we're going to do the backs with the great man, Marshy. Justin Marshall joins us. G'day, Marshy. G'day, Steffi. How's things? <laughs> They're grim in Auckland, mate. They are grim. Uh, it's bucketing, uh, flooding. Here we go again. But we're going to have a bit of a respite from the weather. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the backs. Uh, we asked our listeners to text in their starting 15 for the quarterfinal, which is probably the most important match in the in the near future. I'm really keen to get your thoughts on squad uh, selections as for a tournament like this. Um, and at halfback, there's all this discussion. Aaron Smith, there's Finley Christie. Will TJ be back? Uh, Brad Weber, um, Cortez Rada. We're blessed with halfbacks. Do you think, having played in World Cups yourself, we pick one as our number one and stick with them, or do you give everyone a go? I think what we've got to do, Staffy, um, is basically put a stake in the ground as to what blend and what mix we want and moving forward and how we want to play the game and I think the staleness of the All Blacks in the last two years has been very evident and it's been evident because we've been beaten regularly by the top teams in the world and it's because we're predictable mm. now everybody knows what Aaron Smith's strengths are and they bring a unique set of skills to the All Blacks and, and that's a, a function that the rest of the team can thrive off his speed his ability to pass the ball, try assist, he's probably unrivaled in the world. The fact that he's always delivering a really crisp last pass to a, a front running forward or a back coming out the back door. So you know what you're going to get from him. Um, you know, then there's the blend that mixes in at the moment that they've been using, like Finley and like Brad Weber, who are similar style player and of similar stature, but bring different attributes. So it's then just whether or not you want to go for that more robust, style of player. Now they, they experimented a bit with Whakatawa um, for whatever reason that, that didn't prove to be successful. So you then start to look at the likes of uh, the way that Cam Royguard's playing like you mean, um, I mentioned, Cortez Latima, because they are different style of player. They're more of a TJ Perinata style. So mm. when Smith is uh, starting to fatigue a little bit, not that he does um you can bring something different to challenge the opposition defensively on. And, and that's important because I feel there's some staleness about our attack and predictability about it. So you have to show the defence something different. Make the inside defenders consider a running nine and a really robust physical running nine that if they don't, they'll get opened up through the middle. So that, that's my thoughts on it. And going all the way to the Rugby World Cup, you know, you, you, you've got to make... That statement now. It's about the two letters lows. It's about the game against South Africa, both in Auckland and at Twickenham and the Argentinian test. So by the time you get to the World Cup, Staffy, you know your mojo. You know how you're going to deliver a game plan. You know the players that are going to fit into it. Instead of experimenting your way through, we've got five test matches. That's it before World Cup. There's no time for messing around. 
And does that extend to the halfback first five combination? Of course, you and Andrew Merton's one of the greatest combinations in All Black history. But that was, you play for Canterbury, you play for the Crusaders, you played for the All Blacks. You can't replicate partnership. Do they need a solid, consistent partner, if we say it's Aaron Smith, a solid, consistent partner to allow that to build? And as you say, like four hours five hours, six hours of rugby we've got until that first game of the World Cup. Do we lock in our nine and ten starters? Yeah, we do. We have to. Like, we've got to get some form of rhythm and synergy within a backline that functions well. When, when you think about the success of all black teams in the past, you basically knew that Aaron Smith was going to be in the nine jersey and Dan Carter was going to be outside him. And then it was going to be Ma'a Nonu, and then it was going to be Conrad Smith. The amount of experimenting the All Blacks have been doing in key positions and game driver positions at the moment, I don't think is helping that variation, that confidence in an attack that I think we are lacking. Um, that goes, without saying, towards the back three as well. You know, you need to make sure that you're picking position-specific players in the in their right jerseys where you're going to get the most out of them, you know, where they're going to be more dangerous. Now, look, Bowden's made a great fist of playing um, fullback, but he doesn't bring the attributes that Will Jordan or Damien McKenzie um, bring to that jersey because they are natural fullbacks. So, yes, going all the way back to your opening question about 9 and 10, you need to put your stake in the ground. Is it Bowden? Is it Richie? And then one becomes a bench player or not even that, and the other one just starts and starts and starts, and you then formulate your game plan and the way you want to play around that around that personnel if they stay fit and healthy. Yeah, because what I'm seeing is uh, when players go out there and people get an opportunity, I see them playing for their spot. You went back to Smith, Carter, Nonu, Smith. They were our all-black first four picked in the back line. They weren't playing for their position – they in turn were playing for their country. And I see that as a very different type of scenario. If Braden Enor gets a crack, if Jack Goodhue gets a crack, they go, I've got to play really, really well to try and get the job next week. Um, stake in the ground, I like that phrase you've got, super important for a tournament format. Absolutely. And, and I think it's been the Achilles heel of the All Blacks that, that their indecisiveness and in, in, in saying, righto, this is the team that we're going to play. These are the players in the key positions that we're going to trust. Probably when you think about the centre combinations, now look, Anton Leonard-Brown's coming back into the into the mix. You know, you'd probably think that Roger Tuivas and Sheik would be at a stretch, but they've now, after putting Julia on the wing, then put him at a fullback. Now last year they played him at 12. Again, it's inconsistent. It's all over the shop. So... Rico Ioane is probably the, the one common denominator that regularly has probably been playing centre, but you bring Jack Goody and Anton Leonard-Brown into the mix, where are they going to go with that in the five test matches leading to the World Cup? Because centre combinations are equally as important mm. as what 9 and 10 are. And, and, and again, if we want to change the picture and show the rest of the world the type of rugby that our skill set can deliver the world like no other team in the world, then you need those key people in those positions getting regular game time. So the good thing about the centre combination of Nonu and Smith was Nonu bought the power. He bought, he bought the carry. He was a physical presence. 
And then Conrad Smith brought the intelligence on defence. He sort of was the glue between the two of them, and he was the distributor. He had the snake hips and a little bit more like to play less confrontational. And the combo worked really well. So they've got to find that blend and that mix and that balance that complements the back three as well. And that has to be a combination that know each other, come France, September the 8th, against France, at the Parc de France in front of 90,000 people, those two guys look at each other and go, you know what, boys? We've got this. We've got this. I know you. I know what you want to do in this game. I'm going to help you thrive, and you're going to help me thrive. Um, can I get you just to hold there for 90 seconds? We just have to take a news and weather update with all that's going on up here, and i just got a couple more things I want to chat with you. Will that be okay? No problem, Kathy. Justin Marshall, straight after this update. Thanks for holding on, Marshy. Justin Marshall from Black joining us as we're picking our way through how this World Cup uh, squad takes shape. And uh, just as a bit of a review, we've got to put a stake in the ground, have our starting nine, our starting ten. Marshy, um, I made a statement in the first hour thinking I might have been the Lone Ranger, but um, I had a call of Graham uh, call up and he agreed. I still think that Geordie Barrett is our best fullback. Yeah, and look, there's no doubt the fact that he, he, he fits all the attributes of a fullback, doesn't he? Mm. He's got a really good, solid boot on him. He's great in the air. Um, when he comes in, he comes in as a first receiver really well. He's got good vision. Um, he's prepared to carry. Uh, probably, the, you know, does he have the pace of, uh, of a Will Jordan, of a, a Christian Cullen in his time? Was it Ben Smith when he was playing fullback? No, probably not got that extra uh, extended end of pace that those guys had. Um, so that's probably one Achilles heel for him. But mm. in general, yeah, look, it's it's probably been a situation that's developed that with the injuries that the All Blacks had in the midfield and not trying, not being able to find the right combination that he got shifted there, he's a good rugby player. And it wasn't, you know, rocket science that he, he was still going to play well in that position. But now that Anton Leonard-Brown is back, um, you know, possibly Goodhue's back. Um, you've got, you know, some real, I, I guess, competition for positions at 12. You know, they, they may consider that, yes, the balance of the back line is better suited when we play Geordie back there and we get all those attributes to brings to 12 and a little bit more from fullback. We've got so many players in the back line, like I also mentioned in the first hour. I think we might pick a forward heavy squad because we've got so many utilities players that can play multiple positions and in McKenzie and Barrett both Barrett's uh, Will Jordan uh, Rico can play uh, centre and wing is that a strength or is that a weakness yeah it's a valid, valid question once again uh, you're on fire Steffi um, <laughs> look it, it is very much about saying okay how many players do we carry as utilities? Now, the modern-day game does love a utility player, um, but I think what has been very evident, particularly in the change of um, a certain amount of players in the system, is getting consistency in a jersey um, makes them better players because they start to understand their role a lot better and they start to grow into the jersey. When they continually get moves from centre to wing, from uh, you know first five to fullback, um, and, and get changed around you know from fullback to the wing. It, 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 it's a different 
type of dynamic because you're simply working in different areas and you're being asked to do different things. So, you know, I'd be reluctant to pick too many utilities. Yes, you need some. Um, the Fords are slightly different. Uh, again, you've, you've got to pick specific players, and I've been banging big time the drum in the last couple of years that we've, we've never replaced Kieran Reid. Mm. We've never really actually picked a genuine number eight. We had a go with Peter Gustawakula, and for whatever reason, they weren't comfortable with that, and they went back to Artie. Um, so Artie's not really had a chance to play anywhere else. Um, people will go and put their hand up and argue and say, well, nobody has actually sort of come into the forefront since Kieran Reid, which probably is worth a debate, but you've got to give somebody a go to find out whether or not we can actually pick a genuine number eight. So, yeah, there are lots of positions across the board where I think there's a little bit of room for some flexibility and some um, ability to play various positions, but I think we've also got to pick specialists as well. Marshy, uh, I've taken more time than I said I would, so I appreciate you holding on, buddy. I really appreciate your input. I uh, always enjoy chatting, Steffi. And uh, everybody in Auckland, you've been for a, through an unforgiving time lately, and it's not relenting. So look after yourself, take care, and uh, hopefully it goes away as quick as it's come today. Thanks, buddy. Good chat. Justin Marshall there, former All Black. Great, great thoughts. Great. Uh, love chatting to Marshy. Um, loves the game. Loves success. Very successful career himself. Um, I'm going to refresh this page. There's just updates up the wazoo at the moment from um, Auckland Transport, from the council. I'm seeing pictures of flooding in Mission Bay now. Um, Esmond and Northcote Road look a shambles. Um... Actually, I'll take a break because there's an there's a announcement from the Emergency Management Minister that they've asked us to read out. So I'll do that after a break.